Alex. Hey, Marsha. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Just leaving work. You, like, rushed over here in the sweltering D.C. Oh, my gosh. It's so hot. I can't. Like, I'm so sorry to bring this (laughs) into your home. No, it's fine. Welcome from this outside from the sauna. You know, this is going to make me sound so spoiled. Part of being a professor that I love is I don't have to dress up in the summer to go to work. (gasps) Which is like one of the hardest things to do. Because what can you wear that's both professional and super breezy? And doesn't make you want to have a meltdown. And this is why I became a college professor. (laughs) Just like you have to get dressed in the summer. It's real. It's true. And my workplace, we're quite casual Mm -hmm. compared to other organizations in DC. Like, I'm wearing black jeans right now, but mind you, they don't look like black jeans. They're they're like Trump lawyer. Like, you look at them, you're like, oh, they might be more professional. Yeah, but you have to put them on. I do. And I've had (laughs) to be strategic. And that, you know, you're walking in. I have like another wardrobe in my little cubby at work that I switch out because if I get too hot, no, because like, you're so gross yeah. and weird. Like, yeah. you have to try. So, what is it like not having a summer break anymore? I sound so awful asking <laughs> that question. But I only have worked in a non... I only worked in a, like, non-academic setting for one year. And this is the problem, I know, folks. But I'm not used to, like, going to work the week of, like, Christmas or New Year's. I'm like, whoa, that's me time. Or, like... Once it's late May, I'm like, okay, folks, I will see you in August. And so I feel like that's one of the biggest transitions from college to work. It takes a lot of to get adjusted to. I mean, I, I worked all throughout college and in the summers, you know, and so, but like the, the intensity. Yeah. You know, because you always have an end date, right? Like you're like, oh, I'll have my summer job. Or even if you continue it into the school year, there's sort of this, there's less pressure. But now it's your career and you can't really take the time off and the problem especially you think like while people are going in and out of the office they do take week-long breaks or two weeks right that actually it it pushes the workload onto you (laughs) so so then you're just anxious all the time and thinking like oh my gosh they stepped out wait I didn't get a response on this can I send this without their approval or oh no like something broke down I'm gonna have to figure this in do I have their credentials like your this sounds like the worst (laughs) It, it can be, and then even if you go on vacation, which I did, I had the wonderful fortune to go to London to be one of my best friends, like meet up with one of my best friends who I met studying abroad. Do it, y'all. It's great. <laughs> you heard the episode, and now you're ready to do it. Now you're ready. Um, and I was there with my um, boyfriend, and during this time, we were launching a website at my job. We've been working on this for like a year, right? And... I couldn't, in my conscious, not check yeah. my email because I was stressed out about it or what if something went down and, like, then having to fix it. So that that was a little much, but thankfully after that finished, I was able to get some downtime, like, a month later and take a vacation with, actually, surprisingly, my parent, like my mother, which was really wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I would have thought I could have relaxed more, but it really wasn't until, like, the most recent trip to Canada where I felt that I could finally take a breather and think. So, like, in my world, I do stuff all, all year round. I'm sure. working, right? But, like, I mean, once it's late May, students have gone to their internship. Like, if I get an email from a student, it's like, do you want to have coffee? I'm like, yay. <laughs> like, let's yeah. go have waffles. Like, let's have a patisserie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, my summer, my summers can be busy doing my own work. I mean, I think that's the trade-off of being a professor. Sure. It's all fun and games, but you still have stuff to do. The deadlines may not be as fixed, but when you don't, like, 
keep up with your work, you are in big trouble. So like, I don't want to give the sense that like we don't do it, but you pace your own time. And so it's always really hard because I'm always telling my husband, like, wouldn't it be great if we could take a month and go somewhere? He's like, yeah, if I was a professor too, but like I have a job that I have to go to. And so I think that it's a really wonderful way to allow your brain to kind of switch gears because you know that after this very intense nine or 10 months, even if you teach in the summer or even if you keep up with your responsibilities, the environment in which you do it just kind of shifts. You know what I mean? Like you go to a different kind of campus and um, it's a different tone. It's a totally different tone. So I love summer. Um, summer feels like a complete that's the start of my new year, the end of the summer, not January. Um, and it's just really nice. I love summer. I love people coming through to D.C. to come yeah. see me. I see people all the time. I love soft serve ice cream. I like your Gelato. I, gelatos. I like your roadside seafood chats. I mean, there is that feeling like, oh, this is great. It's but happening. I will say there's nothing like back to school. I get my back to school outfit. You, you, you Absolutely. love the outfit. Do you get one every year? Yeah. I mean, oh, wait, do you really? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. So here's the problem. Oh my gosh. Um, if you more. want to like reference my situation, look at our springtime sleigh episode with these like really well-dressed professors. So on my professor Facebook, I have some colleagues who like take a picture of themselves on the first day of school. We do this <laughs> and they show their outfits and they, again, impeccable. And so I remember last year there was like a small breakdown at Nordstrom because I couldn't find the right back to school outfit. So I channeled like Catholic school realness. So I did a pleated skirt and Ooh. a sweater, which I thought was a really good way to start the school year. So was, was there a pattern on the skirt or was it? It was um, ombre. It was an ombre pink. Like it was really fun. Like, like a pale? Like peach. Like it was ombre <laughs> with like classic like white sweater like, and then I had like the nude shoe and the matching bag oh wow that's it was on Facebook. That <laughs> like, sounds... reference on Facebook that's like yeah no I will have to like look into this in the archives maybe we can put this on the website <laughs> perhaps like, because I want to see that it looks good but that's like the fun thing about the start of the school year because it's so funny professor Facebook goes like here's my outfit and then like oh no I have to start working again. <laughs> And then it becomes hashtag reality check. And then like a month later, you're just like, oh, I have to wear clothes. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because that was one of my favorite things. Like, you know, thinking about what will I wear the first day. But interestingly, my annual evaluation falls in the summer. Mm-hmm. And so if it's good, I always buy myself like a new piece of <laughs> really? Yeah. Last year I got a leather jacket. You know my biker one? Yes. Very chic. It's like in, it's like in every photo I'm in because I just that's all I wear. I have no other clothing. Just that. <laughs> and so that was your signature piece. Yeah, I bought it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get my big girl jacket because I could. Since we're on the strain, so I got a royalty check for my book. Shut up! Oh and, my god, yes. And it you did. it had some good numbers in it. And so I'm thinking, yes. I'm thinking the royalty check. I'm thinking about like thinking? a fine bag. And, like, a really nice outfit. Like, maybe not from the sales rep this year. Oh, my God. Like, a real, like... Can I come with you? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Oh, and then I get to teach students, too. I forget. That's yes. part of it, too. <laughs> it's not just the outfit. It's um. It's also getting excited. It's so funny. As long as I've been teaching and as much as I love teaching, the first day, I get a little nervous. I'm like, I hope they're cool. Sure. I, I love seeing students that I've seen in other classes because I feel like they help set the tone 
And um, I'm like, I hope everyone's cool. I hope they like me. I hope we have a good time. And I get so weird. I'm like, how am I going to do this again? How am I going to start teaching again? They're all new people and everything's different. And then, you know, a week later, it feels like, okay, we're back into community again. How'd you talk yourself down from that? I don't know. It's so weird because I feel like my teaching style is very open. I mean, it's a lot like the shenanigans on office hours. But I just always want to make sure that students know that we're going to have fun together. So I find myself the first few classes being like, we're going to have so much fun today. And fun in the sense like learning about the epic struggle for freedom <laughs> of all people's kind of fun. Yeah. Not like cupcakes fun, but I, I want them to understand that I think learning and teaching is the most fun thing ever. And I really want them to get that and internalize that. And I think for students who are just coming from high school sure. and they might be used to different model, they're like, what is going on? And I think usually they are like, okay, this is what college is like. It's a little bit more free. There's more interaction. But I always have that first year student in the front row being like, is this lady serious? I'm like, yes, I'm totally serious. This is going to be so much fun. So I think that, yeah, the first week of school kind of can give me a little bit of like excitement. And then I over prepare. There's like way too many slides. And then I also want to hear what everyone did for that summer. So we run out of time. It's like the most disastrous class I teach all year. And then I get my footing. But it's a good way to set set the tone, right? Because it's only up from there. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're like, wow, that first class, I don't know. But it's going to be super fun. But I love that transition from summer into the school year. And I, and I really hope that this podcast is something that people listen to to get them through the school year also. Yeah. Um, season two is our, like, some, our fall semester. And um, professionalized? No, no, no. To do what? As a, did we professionalize? No, we don't we do professionalize? that. Here. We don't quite do that. Not here. that type of podcast. Um, no. But I do think that, like, some of the stuff the podcast has done for me personally is yeah. just it keeps me so engaged. Um, I love sharing it with other professors who mm-hmm. I feel like feel more empowered to try to connect to their students. Absolutely. Um, but also, it gave me an opportunity to do another podcast called Undisclosed, which is my favorite podcast. It's like the it's like the response track to Serial, if anyone out there was listening to Serial. And um, they get like 80 million listeners, which is bananas. And I got to do that podcast. And so it's just been kind of like fun to think about having a project and having an idea and the ways that it impacts people. Um, I get, sometimes we get fan mail from people from all over the world and they're like, this is like this thing that happened to me and I'm relating to the students. So I hope we just continue to do that. Yeah. We love it. (laughs) Hello, Alex. Hi, Marsha. We are celebrating. Our first season. Our first season wrapping up. Ah. Happy birthday, office hours in a weird non 12 months. (laughs) (laughs) So, folks, office hours um, kind of was born out of our meeting at Politics and Prose. We were having coffee. Yeah, last winter. And I was like, I need to do something creative. I have an interesting idea. But like most people, I get afraid when I want to be powerful. (laughs) (laughs) um, No, and so I was like so nervous about it. And you were so awesome about it. Oh, well, it was an awesome idea. And who wouldn't want to sign up for that? Um, So Office Hours was born out of just wanting to really help people understand why I love my job so much. Um, So much of teaching is connecting with students, and they're so interesting. I can't think of a more wonderful way to spend my time. 
And I'm so grateful to you for helping me do it. Well, it was an honor. And I think any of our listeners know that Marsha is so very clearly passionate. Like, you just sit at her, even when she's tired at Politics and Prose and needs her (laughs) Americano, she'll look at you and be like, you'll wax poetic. And that authenticity is so great to witness. And I thought everyone in America and the world should have an opportunity to hear that and be inspired by it. Well, thank you. And I just love that you were like, I'm going to take some notes down because I was like crazy manic. <laughs> and I was just like running, I was just saying all these ideas and I was like, I'm going to do this. And you wrote down all these ideas and then you typed up the notes and you're like, okay, I'm going to give back to you your idea for this and like the things you want to do. And then we started meeting about show ideas and you started doing the web strategy. And I really just feel like this is the little podcast that could. I, I think so. And you know, who would have thought after just a few short like what? It's been half a year. It's not yeah. short months. It's like over. It wasn't like, like six months. Yeah, we would have gotten so far and had such a good time doing it. It's been super fun, and I'm so grateful to all the students who were willing to meet me in the recording studio and just really open up. I think the thing that I like about office hours is that I'll tell a guest this is what we're going to talk about, and then they reveal some other dimension or some element of their life, and then it's like, oh, this is what we were really meant to talk about. And so I just want to say thank you to our amazing guests, Alexis Oni Esley, Calvin Million, Alexis Campbell, Adriana Caballero, Taylor Tobin, Sarah Clements, Helen Brosnan, Anthony Anderson, Candace Milner, Cheyenne Napier, Queen Adesui, Shadani Ja, Kendall Cease Meyer, Grace May. Jimmy Ramirez, Crystal Walker, Quayla Hugh, Annie Barbeau, Jenna Clifford, Mary Zost. Thank you so much for being amazing guests. And I also want to do a special thank you to the staff of the new media center at the library at Georgetown. No one ever yelled at me or was mean to me for being old and not knowing how to use technology. (laughs) Um, There were moments. I mean, I remember the first time I recorded without you there. I was so nervous and you were texting me like the directions on how to save the audio file. <laughs> it was like helping your grandma with her iPad. You did so Thank well. you. <laughs> Thank you. And now you produce it yourself. She knows how to use sound effects. No, it's Go amazing. Marcia. Like I'll be mixing <laughs> tracks next season. But we can't wait for her other album. <laughs> I want, but I want to thank um, Annie Barbeau and Craig Levitas, two of my former students who work down at the New Media Center, who are always patient with me when I needed to check out a room. So with deep gratitude and deep excitement for season two, this is Professor Chatlin saying thank you.